Now, I'm fortunate enough to be able to spend every weekday here at the river. It's a great place to be. Not everyone has that experience, though. So what do you do if there is a ton of negativity when you walk into the office or where you work, the break room, the hallways, wherever? The Optimist, that's just that's what he, he or she calls their website. The Optimist has a few ideas, so let's see what they say. First, it all starts with you. And I know, I'm sorry. It's not a problem that's going to fix itself, so we have to step up when we see or hear something that's overtly negative. Next, that's the point. Speak up. Baby steps. So when a conversation turns negative or gossipy, you I love this. You can say something like, this doesn't work for me. Because it's not judgy, it's about you being uncomfortable. It's not saying, hey, you shouldn't say that sort of thing. And then last, I really like this, praise and acknowledge. Nothing kills negativity like positivity. So deposit positivity in the conversations into your coworkers. You'll be a person others feel good about, not somebody that drains the energy. If you've got other tips, I'm all ears. Let's make today the most positive day you've had all work year long. The River Morning Show Daily Podcast is brought to you by United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family-owned partner with a direct lender advantage. Go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. The River Morning Show with Josh. Hi, Tammy. Well, I was just responding to the uh, optimist uh, post that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, just bringing positivity to work or shutting down the negativity. What do you got? I was fortunate enough to uh, know my great-grandmother, and um, one thing that she would always say if somebody started talking about somebody else, she would just say, you know, they've always been good to me. Oh, that's good. That's really good. That just shuts it down right away. And that is one thing I I always remember about her. She was just always so sweet and so kind and uplifting. She was just a wonderful lady. That's the kind of person you want to be. What an example. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Have a good day. In case you missed it last night, Georgia beat Alabama in the college football playoff championship. But we were all winners at the beginning. River artist Natalie Grant's with the national anthem. Whoa! Spangle 
If you are not standing and saluting, you better be driving. We've heard tips like it starts with you and speak up. And one way that a, that a great grandma used to squash gossip and negativity when somebody was talking about another at work, she would say, well, they've always treated me well. And that really put an end to it before it actually got started. There are other ways, though, to stay calm and positive at work. Joanna? Well, you know what? I actually worked in a dentist's office, and the dentist had a gigantic black Newfoundland dog, and the patients loved it. You know, he would sit by the chair, he was calm, and the patients loved it. A lot of times they were afraid to come to the dentist, and the dog was fabulous, and the patients loved it. So, yeah, it was good. See, and and that, again, it's a stress reliever, and uh, call me selfish, I just think of myself on those tough days, put my hands on a dog's head, everything's better. Yeah. And some people thought it was a little weird because it was in like a medical facility, but the patients loved it. That's an important question on Facebook today. You can comment there. You can call in and share about a time when God made a way. The question is specifically about financial issues. Lots of people dealing with those right now, but God makes a way in all of our issues and circumstances. Laura posted this. When I was a very young single mom, I had an unexpected car repair right before Christmas and it was going to take all the money I had saved for gifts for my kids and for our dinner for Christmas. I didn't know God at the time, but I did contact local churches and other charitable organizations to see if anyone could help. But everywhere they had given their gifts and their money away because it was so close to the holiday. But I did receive an envelope in the mail with no return address. It had a white piece of paper in it, and inside that, a few hundred dollars folded up. And on it was typed Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Laura says, I cry every time I tell that story, thinking about how kind God was to me, even before I wanted anything to do with him. And this is Snack Tips with Josh, where we're feeling hot, hot, hot. The crack staff over at the Today Show spent some time researching something I'm surprised more people haven't discussed and fought about. What's the best way to reheat pizza? Uh, Anyway, there are three usual ways, and then there's the winning way. So first, microwave. That was labeled as the worst. I agree, rubbery, soggy. Next is the oven. That's usually how we do it at home. Next is an air fryer. I've never done this, but we did get an air fryer for Christmas, so it sounds like a plant and then this is the number one way to reheat your pizza according to the today show use a pan on the stove top i've never even thought of doing something like that before i mean wow so here's how you do it you put your slices in a non-stick pan a medium to low heat couple minutes until the crust is is crispy and golden brown Then you put two drops of water into the pan away from the pizza and cover it for a one minute. That will help melt all the cheese. It's crunchy, it's chewy, it's gooey, it's cooked to perfection perfection like it's been delivered and not resurrected. This has been Snack Tips with Josh. And now I have lunch plans today and tomorrow. I do not know how they got on this subject, but they got on this subject. Haley and Jace from the afternoon show here at the river. I know people who do this too. Do you name your car? Like when I get in my car, it's just my car. I don't name the car. 
give it a personality. Stacy called Haley and Jace to share. Yes, my kids named it Houston. Okay. So that they can say, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Is the uh, is the minivan aptly named? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Houston causes lots of problems. <laughs> I remember seeing the uh, insurance commercial where the young woman was talking about her car named Brad, and I'm like, oh, it's so silly. People don't do that. There's a whole community of people who name their cars. They name their cars. I don't get it. I don't do this. It, my car is my car. It's a Honda. Like, that's... It just. It, it, I've driven Toyotas before and Chevy and everything else. That's just... It's all it is. So, apparently, I need to learn more about this subculture. Sheila, what's your story on naming the car? My daughter has named her car, and it's real cute. All right, let's hear it. Patrick. She's a teenager. It was her first car. She bought it when she was... Well, we bought it for her when she was 16. Well, the name Patrick is pretty unique for a car. Like, how did that happen? We um, bought it from a guy named Patrick, and she liked the guy so much that she <laughs> named her car after the guy okay. we bought it from. And I thought that that was really sweet, and the guy that sold it to her thought it was really sweet. I'm learning so much today. There's a whole group of people who name their cars. And if you're one of those people, you're thinking, well, of course. And if you're not one of those people, you're thinking, why? Why would you ever do something like that? I mean, it's... You're not wrong. I have friends who have done this, their their daughter specifically, and she's like, yeah, you know, that's Charlie. Like, who's Charlie? Is that your boyfriend? No, it's the car. I, okay, whatever. Um, Amy, have you done this? Yes, I actually have two Impalas. My son has one, and I have mine, kind of a blue sparkly Impala. Her name is Clarice. Okay, by your description, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then mine is a super sport, and it's kind of like a fiery red, and her name is Lola. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> These are good. It's supposed to be a happy time of the day. You go to the mailbox. Kids love this, right? They want to see anything in the mailbox. When you're a grown-up, you realize most of it's junk mail or bills. Don't you wish you could enjoy that little trip down the driveway once again? Well, my name is Josh, and United Faith Mortgage can help with that, with the refinance you've been dreaming of, because yes, it can happen. And United Faith Mortgage will help you look at the entire situation and see if this is the right time for you. You may have heard all kinds of different things about current rates or whatever. This is still a great time to check in with United Faith Mortgage to see if your family can save monthly and lifelong money by refinancing. When you work with United Faith Mortgage, you're going to get personal care. They're a small family team, just a couple dozen team members. Many of them actually are family, and they're run by a father and son, John and Ryan. They want to save your family additional money and stress and make your trip to the mailbox a little happier. For new homes or refinancing, check out United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. Animal number 1330.